2: Welcome everybody to this issue commentary podcast. Now this is the issue commentary for the December 2017 issue or issue 1108 if you've been counting since 1924. Um, now, the point of the podcast is to um, tell you some of the behind-the-scenes stories about um, the construction, the um, production of this of this issue, uh, and what a fine issue it is. Um, we would like you to tell your friends if you enjoy this podcast, um, and likewise tell your friends if you've enjoyed the magazine this month. Um, word of mouth is still a phenomenal marketing activity in these days of social media, so um, let your friends know. And I think... I think we're still unique in that we, 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 do, we produce this issue uh, commentary. So this is, this, is, um, yeah, this is something to enjoy, hopefully, while you, are, you have the magazine in front of you. And I say this every month in the commentary, but um, if you don't have the issue in front of you, stop listening, go out and buy one. Um, you can get it all over the world. Um, in America, take a look in Barnes & Noble. Um, in the UK, all good uh, news agents, uh, supermarkets and um, various other places as well. Not enough. Everyone says that, don't they, on the, on the team? Um, speaking of the team, I have here today, um, it's great to welcome as ever, we have our editor, Damon Cogman. Hello. And we have features editor, Simon Aaron. Good afternoon. And we have deputy editor, Joe Dunn.
1: Hello. Yeah.
2: How is everyone? How's, everyone <laughs> all right today? All <laughs> <We're> good? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not bad today, is it?
0: Yes, yeah, just finished a good issue, so everything's
2: good. Excellent. Well, let's dive straight in. Actually, we won't dive straight in, we'll dive straight on.
0: Yes. We'll in, that? on?
2: It, yeah, we know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> the cover. That's okay. on
0: the front, definitely on the front.
2: God, the cover this month. This was uh, Damon <laughs> and everyone. Joe, the whole, Wow, this was a um, a really tricky one, wasn't it? And um, yeah, why Try was to, that, Damon? <laughs>
0: trying to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it al- it always is. Uh, we say the same every month when we go and do these behind the scenes uh, podcasts. We always say the same thing. These are uh, these are the single most difficult, tricky. Uh, the wood Yes, <laughs> uh,
2: pages that we do. And everyone's and, got a. Everyone's got a comment. Everyone, everyone wants an to, expert. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all the other pages. Uh, all kind of breezes
0: yeah. by, but the cover suddenly, wow! Everyone, everyone wants to have a little chat. But that's um, all good. Um, but the one thing, the one thing that having two people on the cover always throws up a challenge is uh, is you. You're always trying to find a balance between. The two people, you're trying to get two people to interact. You're trying to get two people to um, be in the same picture at the same time. Because uh, weirdly, on the track, they actually spend so little time together, as in right next to each other. They're usually following each other. They're usually Sort of a few feet apart. So actually, trying to squeeze them onto a cover in, in a in a in a car. This that is that will... Sebastian
3: Vettel and Lewis Hamilton? We should say it is. It is. Who, who yes. Can't see it. These <laughs> are the two people <laughs> we're talking about. Two yes. Superstars <laughs> of F one. Yeah. Absolutely. And we didn't
2: really want to go conventional either, did we? No. Absolutely not.
0: We always we, we always want to try and um, we always want to try to do something different. So
1: yeah, I, I was going to say that they were very very much side by side in Baku earlier really this year, weren't they? They were. Yeah. They were, yeah. yeah know, no I, pictures. I, I really wanted a picture <laughs> of that with sparks and
2: waved fists and everything thing that would sure. pit, fit perfectly in that slot but they were I think they had other things on their mind than the uh, motorsport cover at that point uh, they, were, they, <laughs> they weren't, weren't like rude run. they weren't thinking of <laughs> <laughs> magazine covers um, so we so we what did we do then Damon what, how did we get to the point where we have this this uh, quite intriguing <sighs> yeah. shot of Lewis and, and Sebastian
0: well I think we as, as with all these uh, covers we always end up with a, a big pile in, of, of images to, to choose from but um this this kind of stood out as being um a little different and a little bit uh, off kilter which is what motorsport sort of does well i think we we sort of try and go um we we try and sort of see the picture uh uh, that tells a story and kind of just just tries to do something a little bit more than just look nice so we try we're always trying to sort of go that extra mile it's an advert uh, as
2: well isn't it, so yeah. it's an advertisement for the magazine this this month yeah. that's, you know, So it has to be striking, that's, that's for sure mm. And Joan and um, Simon, what, what do you think of the return to Red?
3: <laughs> well it's in, it's in the right Is place the, it's, it's, if, you sounds, it's, if you don't have it's, the issue in front of you it's, uh, <laughs> The it's sound it's of a, subscribers uh, falling yes. over at this point <laughs> I, I can hear the cornflakes being choked on as we speak it's, uh, it's not, it's below the masthead, so it's in the right place. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, I've, I've got to say it's one of my favourite covers. I think it's absolutely stunning and uh, very eye-catching. Uh, and um, as you say, as, as, as an advertising tool, I mean, it tells you what's in the magazine and it's a real bumper issue, I think, this, um, uh, this issue, uh, which obviously we're going to talk about. But um, I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's an old adage, isn't there, somewhere in, in fashion about red and green should never be seen. But I think in...
0: They've never, obviously never seen your T-shirts. Well, you? well, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably shouldn't have seen. It? I love, it, I love <laughs> this. Uh, Damon is now like, this oh, arbiter won, yeah. of fashion.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have
1: to say, uh, in photographs and here on the cover, I, I find them very. I think red and green are very complementary. Yeah. Um, you know, Robin on a holly bush or something. It's, it's, I, I just find yeah. the whole thing, and I think it, very I, <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. I was good. Yeah, <laughs> and um, no, I think, I think, uh, you know. It's very it's difficult to be impartial when you're discussing something you've just hmm. sweated over for a, a week or three, um, but I think the red and green work really well together, and the the image of the two drivers whether they're having a waltz a cuddle a fight it's, it's hard <laughs> yeah, to tell strictly but, <coughs> kind of yeah. sumo um, but it's yeah, um, yeah I, I'm I'm happy with the result
0: yeah I can't I can't, I can't not go, I can't move on from the cover without mentioning the uh, the fonts the, the, no fonts? not the fonts this time <laughs> oh, wow. should we should we go for <laughs> let's go for the gloss gloss versus oh, okay. uh, mm. Uh, Matt, you've got this great theory haven't you? Yes, it's a tactile experience, as all all magazines are. This could could (laughs) (laughs) could take (laughs) some time. (laughs) What you need to do is you need to pick it up, pick the magazine up in your actual hands, in in the real world, and put your thumbs across the uh, cover off on the front and then your fingertips on the back. And on your fingertips, on the back, you'll have a nice glossy approach. And then on the front, you'll have a mixture of matte and gloss running over your fingertips, or over your thumbprints. And it's, uh, it becomes a, a lovely tactile experience. And suddenly, all these, uh, and the, suddenly the,
2: the gloss and the matte kind of make sense.
1: You're making okay. it sound like a home based podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. We, we, we obviously, uh, yeah, the tactile quality is very important. And I, do you know what, joking aside, um, magazines across the board um, there have been challenges in in the last five to ten years or so about the quality and the overall perceived quality of of newsstand magazines and um, some uh, have reduced the quality some have changed their paper stock some have moved away from cover finishes some have reduced the uh, the investment in the content types or the contributors or whatever else Um, we are of the belief that um, Quality um, is is the right approach for us. It always has been in the past, and always will be in the future. So, so we so we are going to just maintain this um, this strategy, this this idea that the motor that the magazine, the motorsport magazine, is collectible. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable for. Uh, content reasons from an experience perspective, and as Damon quite rightly says, from a tactile <laughs> perspective as well. Um, but no, I don't want to denigrate the work that anyone's done on it. I mean, I, we we do absolutely um, adhere to those um, those beliefs, don't we? That, that quant- quality sales. So absolutely. Yeah. Should we go? Should we dive in now? Definitely. All right. Yeah, okay. Go. So behind the scenes, I'm I'm going to go to the. Um, well, let's, let's go through the regulars. We have, um, as ever, Formula One News, International News, GT3, Road, Cars, Rallying, Historic. We have the Tomorrow's World page. Mark Hughes, Dickie Mead and Matt Oxley, Richard, Williams, Doug Knight, Gordon, Quickshank, Letters, Books, Arts and Memorabilia, Model Cars, Parting Shop. So we have all the great regulars in there. You um, To enjoy. <laughs> Are you there? You are. Oh goodness me, that's awkward. <laughs> I've two awkward it's podcasts now. now. <laughs> so the, the podcast yesterday with, with Jerry Horner and she—you t- have to listen to that one, at, or if you haven't, yeah, check and out. I, I think this podcast. one might There's... come out before the other. Might... Oh, yeah. no. Basically, we recorded a podcast yesterday with Christian Horner and, and Horner and Jerry Horner Halliwell was there, and I asked an awkward question, and Jerry. Anyway, listen to the podcast. <laughs> It was a <laughs> so, so hell of an yeah. So, anyway, so now I've gone and um, forgotten that um, Simon's got a fantastic spread in
1: there. Club I did say it was fantastic, and, and, I just said it was there. Uh, we're yeah. going to have to talk about it now, aren't we? Just we realize. are yeah, going no, to have to no, talk about, gonna, about right. it. <laughs> yeah. Simon,
2: Simon, tell us what's in this fantastic Club Racing and Beyond uh, column this
1: month. I think there are, there are contents of greater moment that we should discuss, but um, very briefly, Olden Park is mentioned. Is right? Really? And, and other things. <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. Good stuff. I'm going to go to Joe then. Joe, tell us, I'll tell you what, tell us your favourite feature in the magazine this month, on sale now, if you're listening to this in November
3: 2017. Um, Well, uh, modesty prevents me from talking about my own feature. Um, But you're going to anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, Best feature, I would say. I mean, I love Mark's cover story. Uh, It's brilliant. It's timely. Uh, But I, uh, uh, I... loved the Bernie Eccleston interview uh, which uh, Richard Williams did a fantastic job with Uh, first time really that someone's kind of had a proper sit-down interview with uh, Bernie since he uh, left the sport um, uh, uh, about a year ago Um, and he uh, uh, Richard Williams manages to really get under the skin of, of Bernie who's a difficult man to interview I mean he's been interviewed so many times he can twist kind of inexperienced journalists around his little finger and you end what you end up getting is reading a a, essentially a press release that you know that Bernie wanted to put out there Um, uh, but Richard Williams is obviously, you know, an experienced and wily journalist and uh, it's far too uh, uh, good an experience to sort of fall for that. So he's really kind of got under the skin of of Bernie. Uh, Gives a chapter and verse on um, what he's doing now, where he thinks he went wrong, where he went right during his time at the helm of Formula One. Um, There's a great little scene in there where he sort of looks at Richard Williams asks him if he, you know, um, if he misses Formula One and Bernie fixes him with a gaze and says... I do miss it, I do miss it, and then goes on to saying, I remember when I left and was ousted from uh, my position by Chase Carey and he was sat right where you're sitting now, looking at Richard Williams, uh, and told me that I was off because he wanted my job. I mean, it's just a brilliant, brilliant interview, and um, uh, a, a lovely story, and a great exclusive for the magazine. Um, so that would be my nomination for Uh, uh, top feature this month. And it was nearly the
2: cover, wasn't it, Damon?
0: It was nearly the cover. The, The image that we used on the main feature, which is sort of like a scene out of a godfather or uh, sort of uh, Italian gangster film
2: uh, image. Um, what are you implying, Damon? And Damon's opinions are not necessarily shared with the.
0: Hey, uh... <laughs> um, Miss, can you just a- edit that bit out, please? <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> done it
0: again. Um, but he's 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 uh, sort of shown in his earlier days, looking a bit uh, sort of bit, bit gangstery, isn't he? And it's uh, it's what with that in the heading uh, is a fantastic. Way to kick off a Bernie interview, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I, I, I think um, the, the cover. You're absolutely right. That that image that we've used on on the opener, we we looked very hard at using that image on the cover. We just couldn't make it work. It's you know, it's obviously it's a film image. Um, it didn't. It, it wouldn't have blown up and delivered the quality that we would have liked for the cover. Bernie is a divisive figure, isn't he? It's um, you know, we, we had doubts about whether it would sell. As,
1: yeah, as... I mean, I. <clears throat> People tend to be—I mean, they're rather fascinated to re- to read about him. But the trouble is, quite often, when he when he appears in print, as Joe mentioned, he's very good at saying things that don't actually say anything. But um, which is one of the which is one of the nice things about, again, as Joe's mentioned, one of the nice things about Richard's piece is that you know he's he's uh, he's actually got answers to the questions he's asked. Yeah. Um, which with Bernie, you always get answers, but sometimes they take you back to the point where you started, and you're still none the wiser. Uh, but I think yeah, I think he's done a very very good job.
2: Excellent. Have you interviewed Bernie?
1: I have, yeah, um, two or three times. Yeah. Um, and generally, I found him. I found him okay. Uh, fascinating. Sometimes you chat to him about things. He, he can remember in crystal clear detail uh, something that went on in 1954, 55. Mm. and you move forward a few years, to discuss something else, and um, he just. I can't remember that at all and then, <laughs> okay right <laughs> how come he's still oh I was doing something oh okay whatever but yeah. he I mean he'll he only chat about what he wants to chat about but uh, no I've, I've I, I can't claim to know him well yeah. but I have interviewed him a few times and uh, yeah, I've always enjoyed the experience because it's actually it's a bit of a chess match in some ways because you're kind of mm-hmm trying to think, where's his, where's his mind going, and where do I need to place my mind to get my mind in the right place to ask the next, because he's, he's going off over there somewhere.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. Joe, you're, you're also being modest about um, how this interview was set up, because that was that was
3: your handiwork, wasn't it? You made it happen.
1: Well, How did, it, you, did you do it?
3: <laughs> There's no great secret to it. I mean, sometimes I think, and, you know, I've, been in this game long enough to know that sometimes you get lucky and this i think this is one of those and bernie is one of those sort of essentially we'd been trying and we put you know feelers out and, and suggested to him and his people that he might want to sit down with us you know and this has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks and it all gone the trail had gone cold and so i thought well you know let's try the front door approach and um literally called up his office um uh, uh in, um, in central london uh, got through to the right person asked if we could do an interview. They said they'd get back to me and five minutes later I got an email back saying, uh, yeah, can you do next Tuesday? So it just happened that quickly. I think, I suspect what happened was that his personal assistant literally went next door to Bernie who was sat at his desk, maybe a bit bored, and he said, yeah, okay, let's do it. And so rather than going through various PR people and different channels and sponsored channels and all those, you know, you, you go through the front door, and, and sometimes that's the most effective route. You know, it's the uh, route one, and it doesn't always work. Most of the time, it doesn't work, but on this occasion, it did. Um, and uh, and it was it was it's good timing because, as I say, it was it's a year since he left, um, and maybe he felt the you know he had a few things to get off his chest, which um, you know which which he did.
2: He certainly did. Absolutely. Right then, let's. Um think we'll go into the cover story now um so this is this is a this is a package of content that's based around um surely the defining rivalry of the modern formula one era um yeah, how do we do we do we feel that sebastian and and lewis are the two the two rivals currently in formula one with with, with max and daniel i think th-
1: th- th- this year they have become so but i mean it's the first time Really, I mean, 2010, they were both in a title fight mm. at the last race of the two outsiders and Seb won. But generally, they've not, I mean, Seb wasn't fighting with Lewis when he had a competitive McLaren. Mm. The McLaren wasn't quite effective enough against the Red Bull when it was dominant. This is the fir- and then Mercedes has had a period of dominance. It's the first time the two of them have properly been head-to-head in, yes. in, you know, on, a, on a weekend-by-weekend basis. Um, in in competitive cars,
0: I'm sure that that makes it much the, all the sweeter for I'm Lewis su- to uh, to have come out on top this time.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does. I mean, um, I mean, it, it has. I mean, it's a pity, to my mind, that Ferrari dropped the ball a little bit with its reliability for a couple of races, and then there was the incident in Singapore as well, yeah. which has taken the sting out of the last couple of races of the year in terms of the title fight. Yeah. Which you know it's always nice for it to get down to the finale. Yeah. But um, it's you know, It has been a it's been a very very good battle for the for the most part. I think.
2: I think um, we, we in this story in particular. Mark has has, has managed to go into that um, the the granular detail, hasn't he? He's really explored where the edge is, both in terms of the the, the drivers and and the cars. And I think. Um, I did we tot up the word count in these two two articles but we we must be nudging 7,000 um, maybe um, more my, words. My
0: fingers don't go out that that high but uh, yeah it was a, <laughs> it was
2: um, it was a lot of words. <laughs> it was it was a lot. I mean if you if you haven't got the magazine in front of you it's kind of a two part story so we have a, an insight into the guys the men the men themselves and also some fantastic insights into their into their character um, and their personalities, uh, I, I was just about to reveal some stuff, but I won't do it. Um, there's a great quote that we pulled out. Wheel to wheel, he can be unreasonable, but just up to the point of plausible deniability, he's very skilled at treading that line. Who are we talking about there? Uh, we're not allowed to give it away, are we? we, have to, we have to buy talking it about to one find. of the drivers there. If you're intrigued, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the second part is about um, is a very detailed look at the, the, the cars this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mark is, has got an unparalleled... Understanding of the technical side and his ability to watch all the cars at a certain point on a track and detect little nuances in the way they behave. I don't think there's anyone else who can do. No one else does that. Or analyzes that as well as he does. And he's and with both parts of this feature, he's spoken to the right people. Yeah. The, um, you know, he's got a fantastic understanding of the. Driving dynamics. I mean, not many people know that he was a finalist in the Jim Russell World mm. World uh, Scholarship thing back in nineteen against Stefan Beloff. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, Mark does understand the driving side very, very well, and uh, yeah, he's he's talked to all the right people here to both on the technical side and with regard to the drivers as individuals.
2: We um, have to, um, and we have to credit um, Paolo D'Alessio as well, absolutely. and yeah. and uh, his his illustrations are fabulous in here. And I don't I don't think these have been published, certainly not on this, this scale before. Um, and Damon, talking of um, little nuances, I believe Mark, um, when he had uh, cast his eye over the um, the PDF, he asked you to change or not change, but he asked you to adapt.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is this is has gone. As you can imagine,
2: there is uh, those, those
0: the, the the illustrations that we've used uh, are incredibly uh, in depth and detailed and perfection personified. But they uh, the the funny thing was, Mark kind of saw the pages before they went to the printers and saw that the angle of the Mercedes and the angle of the uh, Ferrari were slightly different because Ferrari has a. Uh, much more of a rake than the Mercedes so we had to uh, artificially raise one up by I'm going to say like a millimetre or something in the context <laughs> yeah. of it was a tiny, tiny amount. And also the wheelbase is slightly longer on the on the uh, Mercedes. So if you kind of look at the pictures side by side as they are, you'll notice that the front wing just, just tips out the side of the box a bit more than it does on the Ferrari. And so it's a tiny, a di- tiny details. But these are all <laughs> the things that we could spend hours sort it's of crazy. poring over. <laughs>
2: yeah. Amazing
3: detail. Mm. And so then if you get your protractor out and your <laughs> and your, <laughs> your your ruler. <laughs> You'll al- find that the, the, that the drawings <laughs> are <laughs> are <laughs> accurate. Did, did you say your sextant? <laughs> <then>? I did. <laughs> <laughs> not <I mean>, you <laughs> never get no, uh, no taking it, this
0: isn't, overseas? It, is, so. isn't, <laughs> isn't that what you use? No
2: protractor,
0: compass. That's the one. Yes, not sextant. Not the sextant. Pair of compasses.
2: Ah, there we
0: go. I was just going to go look in my pencil case and see what's in there. In my sextant. <laughs> you won't find it there. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a big for pencil cases. Oh dear! Yeah. Right. Oh, so
2: we do. We do enjoy ourselves putting this yeah. uh, <laughs> this this title together. Um, page seventy six, and uh, and then if you turn over the page seventy eight, you will see fabulously. I don't know about you, Joe and, uh, and Simon. I don't know about you, but I love these um,
3: these illustrations. The the um, it takes me back. I was going to say there's something very kind of old school about it and I don't know why I sort of think that but it's just I just love the way that you get so used to these days I think seeing photographic cutaways and kind of computer generated images yeah. that go on, you know uh, that uh, show the sort of skeleton or the, inside of the uh, insides of cars but these sort of drawings there's just something about them which uh, I think is just really magical and uh, you talk about tactile they almost feel like you can kind yeah. of touch them you know
0: This is is, uh, what magazines do, so or uh, magazines allow us to do so well. Is that kind of really indulgent? Kind of here's a massive picture, and here's something you can see every nut and bolt and every detail. And obviously, the fabulous uh, illustrations allow allow you to really kind of get stuck in visually.
2: It makes you wonder on page seventy six when you look at the Mercedes um, and you see the, the cutaway where the engine cover is. Where's the engine? Yeah, it's in there somewhere. You know, there's nothing really apart from maybe the kind of twisted rope of the um, of the exhaust. There's nothing really that points you. There's no actual engine bit. it's (laughs) tiny, isn't it? Yes, it's tucked away under there. Under it doesn't even look like a. It looks like a gas turbine or something, doesn't it?
0: It's a massive turbo on top of a tiny engine.
2: I'm I'm quite confident when I say that I don't I don't think you'll find a more in-depth analysis of. the, the great Formula One rivalry this year. And I'm not just talking about Sebastian and Lewis and talking about Ferrari and Mercedes as well. Um, so please take a, take a good look at this because if you have any questions about either the, the driver, drivers or the, the cars this year, I'm pretty sure we've, we've answered them all. So, top work all around there, I think, from the team.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Where should we go next? Let's go go lunch. Let's go to Joe's lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: Joe, you, I want to, it's it's behind the scenes stuff. So, it's Ari Vatanen. He jumps on a plane. You want to see Ari, who lives Mm -hmm. off up in, it's sort of route Napoleon way, isn't it? In south of
3: France. It's about two hours north, Marseille. Um, yep. and um, uh, I mean the story of getting him I mean, I said earlier about chasing down Bernie uh, and it was similar with uh, with, with Ari uh, and I ended up I think forming quite a nice friendship with him over Sorry, email spell, right? we, were, well, we were just <laughs> pinging emails backwards and forwards and then one date would work for him but wouldn't work for us or, or then it fell through for him at the last minute and it just went on and on and on and then eventually he said, uh, in fact I got a f- phone call from him uh, and he uh, Called up and, and his voice on the end of the phone said, "Is that Joe?" And I said, "Yes." And he said, "Can you do Tuesday?" And he didn't introduce himself, but I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I was like, "Yes, yes, yeah, yep, we can in do the Tuesday." <laughs> mark to <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, going sideways. <laughs> yeah. Going sideways. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's I There's only one man that could be. Um, speaking of which, what a fantastic opening picture that is. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, Simon, mean, you. I mean, when we were looking at the
2: layouts of this, and, and you fell over. You said something to me then when when you first. In fact, you said, Nick, you've got to see the opener. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, t- tell me what what you see in this image. It's-
1: I see Harry Vatne. I mean, but not it's just the spirit of Vatnan. Yeah. the the way I think the sport most closely identifies with Vatnan. Yeah, we know he drove the two hundred and five T sixteen and brilliantly and so on and so forth. But it's the early days in in the UK, firstly with a battered opal and then with an increasing series of increasingly battered escorts. But I mean, every, that photograph, it's it's a photo of a Rothmans back to escort, very, very sideways, and I can't remember if it's in the Scottish or the Welsh rally. Um, but it's just—it's cleared again very quickly. It's got battle scars all over it, and it's as sideways as you can get a car without vaulting into the trees. It's just lovely and loads of dust. Yeah,
2: and his hands just on top of the wheel, is yeah. just looking sideways through there with his Simpson bandit. on. Oh, it's brilliant, great pit, great opener, yeah, Damon. It's great, very good, great yes. design. And we we have. Um, uh, we've consciously with, with our lunch with approach since we did the redesign a few issues ago we're, we're opening now with, a, with an archive shop of, of yeah. the subject, um, which I, I just think it's just a, it gives us an opportunity to, to use a cool archive shot, really big, um, and then it's accompanied by shots of, of, of the, uh, they're, they're of the character lunch. today, yeah, yeah, absolutely. enjoying their lunch. Yeah. And Joe, how was the lunch? Where did you go? And what was
3: the it? Was, uh, it was very nice, a very nice lunch. Um, we went to his. In fact, he suggested the restaurant, which was local to his rather beautiful farmhouse in Provence. And uh, unfortunately, it's only open at the weekends in the winter months. And this was a couple of weeks ago, so it's technically the it's winter over there for them. And so, it wasn't open on the Tuesday. Uh, so I said, "Oh, that's a great shame." He said, "Don't worry, I'll call the owner, uh, who I know very well." And he called the owner, and the owner agreed to open up for us. So. We ended up having this restaurant high up in the in the hills, completely deserted, completely to ourselves uh, with the owner, a lovely man called Richard and his wife um, serving us copious amounts of roll of delicious food. Um, and we sat there for hours and hours and Ari is uh, unlike, I mean Kimi Kangfin uh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> hang, <laughs> and yeah, other fins you can think of <laughs> aren't particularly talkative um, and Ari is not, he's completely opposite. He's 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 funny. He's um, got lots to say. Uh, he's engaged. Uh, it was a real, real pleasure to, to, to talk to him. My, my, fa- uh, my favorite stories. My favorite bit
0: of your, sort of your sort of adventure was your your little drive from his house to the uh, to the to the restaurant.
3: Absolutely, yeah. uh, which you which you filmed, didn't you, with your phone? <laughs> I did. I, well, I couldn't I couldn't not film it because it's a. It, so basically it's a dirt track, I had a hire car, a Fiat Tipo I think, and um, uh, it's a dirt track leading up to this restaurant up, in the, up in, halfway up a mountain um, and as we got on the dirt track and Harry was driving my hire car because he knew the way, um, I suddenly realised this is just like Climb Dance, the, um, the Pikes Peak <laughs> video uh, or film from Peugeot uh, from back in 88 I think it was when he broke the record. Um, and it's one of my favourite, favourite films it's only five minutes long but it's absolutely brilliant I'm sure you all know it um, and I thought this is, this is it I'm in Climb Dance so I had to <laughs> get my phone out the film <laughs> Harry as he was driving this car up this dirt track going sort of through uh, hairpin bends as we, as we climbed up the mountain and him talking to me about um, about Pikes Peak about you know going sideways and life being monotonous without sideways um fantastic it was just it was a really it was a it was a short notice trip but it was a fantastic trip and uh, and uh, uh, he's a um yeah a very interesting man well you
2: captured it brilliantly um Let's jump over to... From the south of France, let's go to Prescott via Indianapolis. Simon? This, this, yes. This is a <laughs> Simon Aaron special, this one. But t- tell us about the, the fish out of water on page
1: 118. Yeah, I mean, I was planning to go to the Prescott Autumn Classic, come what may, hmm. and, uh, and you and I were looking through the entrance, some of the stuff that was going to be there, and we spotted yeah. PC-22 Penske, which... Um, wasn't going to be competing but it was going to be demonstrated and uh, it just seemed like an odd place to be demonstrating an Indy car really, a narrow English garden path for something that was designed really to turn left every so often. Um, and the car, it was uh, in a collect, private collection in the States for a long time and it's now being run by a family from a garage in Selby, North Yorkshire, and uh, they prepped the whole thing themselves and it's a lovely bunch of people, and they—they um, you know, they, they plan to demonstrate it. They'll, they'll race it if they can. Yeah. But uh, it's—they they want to be as active with with the car as possible, the Smith family. And um, it was just—it was just a nice thing to see, just something a little bit different. Because yeah. I mean, I, I go to Prescott three or four times a year if if I can, and you're used to seeing Austin Sevens and Bugattis and obviously modern British hill climb stuff going up there, but to see something like that. In fact, it wasn't possible for the car to do the full climb, not because of the nature of the hill climb course itself. Ah,
2: you're going to give it away, aren't you? But, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Okay. But, 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 but for
1: a, a very improbable reason, um, okay. it was unable to actually do a full climb, so they kind of cobbled together a route it could do towards the bottom of the hill. But, um, yeah, read, read the issue to see the peculiar reason why... Um, and Indianapolis Penske couldn't actually go to the top of Prescott.
2: Brilliant. That's no, a fab piece. You're right, well, as soon as we saw the, 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 the car on the entry list, we thought, oh, we've got, to, we've got to take a look at this. And let's hope it races um, next year. Uh, there's a few series it can, can race in. So, um, yeah, let's hope it, it gets out on track. Um, I'm going to, we're running out of time I'm afraid but we're going to jump onto the last two features um, we have six of the best which is uh, Dickie Meaden's track test of the wonderful uh, JPS BMW 635 CSI um, and what a beautiful machine it is there's oh something Lord about God. the JPS livery <laughs> um, I think there's
1: something about just a 635 as yeah. well just, you know, it's the noise it's those yeah, arches yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We,
2: all, we all got very excited about this didn't we <laughs> uh, it's a great uh, another great story from Dickie and of course this car was raced by Jim Richards the uh, original driver at the Silverstone Classic and Dickie had spent a fair amount of time with Jim that discussing really, yeah, yeah <laughs> discussing the car and then ironically yeah, then, the next day they were, they were um, nose to tail on the track um, so uh, this is an exclusive motorsport is the the only title that has driven this great JPS BMW 635i um and there's a great shot on page 95 a close up of um well, tell us, tell us. It's a, it's a wheel disc.
0: What's the what's the what's the what's the correct term for it? A disc shroud. Or, a, yeah, a, yeah, it's a, a wheel, wheel shroud. It's like a wheel BBS sh- BBS wheel shroud. Yeah, it's yeah. a wheel shroud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, So it's just. All, anyway, yes, yeah, so you have to buy it. Guess <laughs> it's very exciting. And there's also an amazing video on our YouTube channel, courtesy of Hamish, who sat next to me, um, with uh, a remarkable. beautiful uh, an on And yeah. uh, there's some lovely archive stuff in there as well. Uh, it's yeah, absolutely spectacular go to the, go to our YouTube channel to go and, uh, go and live live through uh, live through Dickie's eyes yeah. you're actually driving it it's
2: amazing that's youtube.com forward slash motorsport1924 um, now we are more active on YouTube these days um, we are producing quite a lot of video content um, subscribe to the channel if you subscribe to the channel then you'll be the first to know of any new videos that um, we're posting um, but I can guarantee the kind of stuff that we're doing at the moment I- I'm pretty sure isn't being replicated anywhere else at the moment. Great access to cars, we've got some really great drivers that can um, explore them and tell the story. So, uh, it's a great How to Drive
0: series of course as well. The How
2: to Drive series is superb and we're going to uh, be filming a new series soon. Um, so yeah, take a look at YouTube. Um, now, The X-Files. Mulder and Scully, what's going on here? (laughs) Colin Chapman's reputation as an innovative genius endures, but some of his cars perform less well than others. The imperfect Lotus 10 was one such, but modern thinking has eliminated some of its design flaws. Simon, you know where I'm going to this one.
1: Yeah, I suspect you're going to (laughs) turn to me on. Nigel Reese, very experienced in setting up or helping to sort the handling of... uh, old racing cars, this is the third in a series he's done, Arrows A4, then the Scarab, and the Lotus 10, one thing they have in common, they're all rubbish in period, or relatively rubbish in period, <laughs> and using modern setup tools, and modern yeah, modern, modern, modern software, to interpret why and where the cars fail to li- deliver in period, they're able, you know, his, his company GSD Race, race Dine, have I said that correctly? Yeah. Um have been able to alter the handling characteristics of cars that didn't work terribly well when they were new. And nowadays, in historic racing, uh, they they perform much better against cars that would have walloped them in period. And the Lotus 10, as I say, is is one such as the third of three in a series. And it's just a nice... It's a nice analysis of... It's quite funny, you're reading through... Nigel's got all the de- details about weight distribution and ride heights and all this sort of stuff. And um, it's, it's often quite simple things that transform the, car, the way the car mm. performs, but simple things that couldn't be analysed mm. in 1958 because or 55 because the tools to analyse them didn't exist. And it's just, it's, just, it's, uh, it's quite a nice, uh, a, modern, a, modern, a modern take on, you know, an old, an old classic it's,
0: a weird, a weird little sidebar to all of this is the image that we used on the opening uh, pages of uh, of this uh, was actually really, really, really hard to find.
2: Page eighty-two and eighty-three, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. The um, the the car wasn't around for very long. It only competed for I think a year, maybe eighty. Because it, it was rubbish. Because it was <laughs> rubbish, <laughs> and not many people kind of uh, bought one, so there there weren't many around. So uh, we we had a real trouble trying to find uh, images for this particular car. Uh, And in the end, we had to go to America to find pictures of uh, a Lotus 10 at Snetterton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went all the way, we to, went America. All the way to America by the internet, by the the power of the internet. But uh, it's um, yeah, it was kind of a weird uh, little sidebar that there were there were yeah. is barely a picture from any archives from any English yeah. photographers of the Lotus Ten in period. Weird, yeah. but there
2: we go. Well, speaking of photographs the, the final uh, feature that we'll mention uh, quickly before we wrap up for the day is the uh, the you were there special, um, which uh, I mean. It, it's, it's, it's one of the highlights of the month, would you say, Joe, when, we're, when Damon says, oh, come and have a look at these. I think these <laughs> could, this could be a you were there. This is a fabulous one, isn't it? This is uh, from our reader, Tim Reed, who went to school... Very close to Silverstone. Um, have you heard of Silverstone? Uh, oh, yes, it's I've been over so it twice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on the back. way to Orton Park. <laughs> 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 exactly, I drive, I drive
1: past on the way to Orton. Correct,
2: yes. Um, but this is fabulous, isn't it, Joe? This is on page 98, and we have a mixture of black and white and, and colour um, photography from the 60s, 60s Formula One. And oh, what can you say? It's got everything, is not it? Jim Clark, Mike Spence, Denny Holm
0: everything this is this yeah, is this, is, this is proper indulgence and this proper motorsport indulgence this one <laughs> yeah
1: it's one of my favorite bits of the mag actually this is uh, this this month in particular because the quality of the shots is is very good yeah and it's just and the, the subject as well I mean it's John Surtees having his first run ever in a cooper after he'd split with Ferrari in 66 and I'm not sure I've seen those no. the uh, Tim, when I spoke to Tim, he thinks he might have been the only photographer there that day. Wow. And um, you know, just for this stuff to surface you know, more than 50 years on, yeah. I mean, admittedly, they have, been, they have been sitting in an envelope on our shelf for a while, but they, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm delighted they've now made it into the magazine. But it, it
3: makes you wonder, doesn't it, how much, how much more stuff there is out there? Absolutely. So if you're listening and you have something, or you remember there's something up in your loft you know um send Absolutely. it in
0: send them in and we'll we'll scan them in and return them safely and we will get make sure we look after them but yeah. we'd love to see them
2: in fact on a, on a related note before we wrap up um tomorrow i'm off to um, visit a gentleman um who's been buying the magazine since the early 1930s we believe he's our longest serving reader um And um, he's a big motor racing fan. He was at Snetterton recently, Um, and we were. um, uh, I I got an email from his daughter who said um, he reads the magazine. He loves it. Um, Would you mind just writing an email saying um, we appreciate? That you you've um, that you that you read the title and I said no I'm going <laughs> to come and have a chat. Wait, I'm going to come we're around a, for a cup of tea I'm and a biscuit. Come and have a cup of tea. So yeah, tomorrow I'm off to to meet um, who we believe is our, our, our longest serving reader. So I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Unless um, unless you unless they can unless you know we're an older one or a, yeah. or somebody with a longer serving. Yeah, it's probably time
1: we reintroduced our guest editor feature, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Really <laughs> yeah absolutely. What are you trying to say, so <laughs> 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 Joe's waving something at me. Before before we, we wrap up.
3: Oh, I was merely going to mention that there, readers will spot that there is a, uh, a precision supplement in yes. uh, this uh, month, which is um, our uh, celebration of fantastic um, and quite expensive sometimes watches. Um, some readers uh, uh, feel a bit short-changed when they see this um, 30-page section uh, and say that uh, we've ejected cars for watches. Um, I would just like to uh, uh, say once again that these 30 pages are extra um, they're on top of uh, our, yeah. our, our standard pagination, so getting exactly if you're buying the magazine, you're getting exactly the same number uh, of pages and the same quality of pages. And about cars, uh, the watch uh, element is in addition to, not instead of. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it is um, from a from a business perspective, um, you know, that there's there's no doubt that there's real. Um, there's a connection between motoring um, and watches. The uh, watch manufacturers enjoy seeing their their, uh, their content and their advertising in motoring magazines. Um, so it's it's an important uh, for us to to recognise that industry and, and to support it from a commercial perspective. Um, so uh, yeah, Joe's absolutely right. There, there are additional pages. Um, I hope you enjoy them. There's some there's some interesting there stuff, in stuff. There is some good stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all good. So, uh, guys, I'm um, sorry to. I oh, know no, no, we could talk forever. Um, <laughs> we, always have we always come <laughs> in and say, well,
0: we'll just do half an hour. And then yeah. an hour later, oh, we've got to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,
2: but thank you again. So, thanks to Damon Cogman, our, our editor. Thanks, Damon. No problem. And <laughs> Simon Aaron, thank you very much, as thank ever, you. Simon, and for all your hard work on the issue. And uh, also to you, Joe Dunn, our, our deputy editor, and also for the fantastic Arivatan story. It's, it's a cracker. You've done really well there. So. And um,
0: of course, to the rest of the gang, of course. Let's not forget the rest of the team. Goodness me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's close. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Well, they're not here, so... Yeah. Well, that's up. They, 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 they won't listen to this, will they, surely? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, It's been great. Ac- across the board, it's been it's been a really fab month. So, um, we've got a couple of issues that we'll be producing before the end of uh, 2017. Um, plenty of motorsport to enjoy out there. So, um, you might see Simon Aaron at a circuit called Orton Park over the uh, next few weeks. When are you going back up there?
1: Um March. <laughs> No, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, not true. The, well, the racing season is—it is currently the um, yeah. beginning of November. Um, yeah. Racing. There's a rally there on Saturday, but I'm going to the Walter Hayes Trophy yes, of course. Um, at Silverstone. <laughs> and which, then, are,
0: which are which are which video guy will be competing in. So yep. look out look out for Hamish McAllister yeah. in his little red Miguel. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, and beyond that, there's a couple of brands, clubbies, and yeah. what I'm going to put in club racing and beyond two issues from now, I have no idea. <laughs> well, there's the race of remembrance
2: at Anglesey. Oh, there
1: there that, is that, yes. As well, so, well, did we oh, say we oh, had to go? Do we know, do we know anyone
2: that's competing <laughs> in that? Well, <laughs> actually, do we, do we, should we talk about the, uh, um, the victory in my... So, it's uh, been a pleasure to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, wrapping up. Thanks for listening as ever, and we'll, uh, we'll join you in a month for the issue commentary for the January uh, 2018 issue. So, thanks for listening. All the best.